Well, hello. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind, the show for that middle section of your life, the one that comes after you've raised yourself, your kids, and the rim on your rose-colored glasses. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness, and we're so excited for you to join us as we talk about all the weird and wonderful ways things change as you navigate midlife, the state of mind, that is. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness. We are really excited about today's episode. We are um, going to be talking with a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach who is going to share with us about how to work with your midlife body at the gym. Yeah. I mean, look, we we all, we this whole series about physical health in your 40s, and we've been talking about meeting yourself where you are. And I think it's so important especially if you're embarking on a weight loss journey or coming back into working out after having children, after maybe, um, you know, you, maybe you've never worked out. Maybe I mean, you've never worked people out. Didn't exercise in their youth. And then they, or, you know, or they just did like the kind of like, Oh, I ran, you know, track in high school or something. And, um, and then they get to this stage where, you know, they've had kids, they've got a busy life and all of a sudden they're starting to see, you know, like, oh, I don't have the stamina I used to. I don't have the agility. I don't have the flexibility. I don't have the strength. And it starts to freak them out. And so they are like. Yeah. Hey. So you you decide that you want to get healthy or get healthier. Um, you want to feel better about yourself. Maybe get physically the way you look. Be stronger. Again, with the stamina, you, you want to be able to show it for your kids, show it for your life. Um, and, and you go to the gym with these huge expectations and then you discover, oh, wait a minute, my body does not perform like it did when I was 20. Or you go to the gym and you're like, I don't even know what all this stuff does. Right, (laughs) right. Uh, And you're like, what is that machine? It looks like a torture device. (laughs) Who, who does what with that? And where do I, how does my body go on here, in here with, what is, there's a thing that. Does my arm, is that where my head goes? Yeah. Do I put my feet in here? You don't know. Well, it's funny <laughs> because I've, I've gone to the gym my entire adult life. Like when um, Jeff and I married, he was in the military. He was a ranger. And we used to go to what was just for rangers. It was called the ranger gym. And that's, so I was 20, you know, 1920 going to the gym. Um, I had never worked out before that. I used to actually, little side note, um, when I went to high school and we used to have to run the mile. And so that is, <laughs> I'm so ashamed to admit this now, but I would pretend like my heart was at, cause if you know me, you know that I have, I was born with a congenital heart <laughs> defect. If you Did don't you know, use that to get out of gym class. And, and, and so I would be like, Oh, I would tell the, you know, the coach, I can't even remember her name now. My heart is acting up today <laughs> oh because God. let's be honest. Alicia lives in Savannah. That's where I grew up. And it's brutal. It's hot almost 10 months out of the year. We have two seasons. We have hot and hotter. And, and so- then you would go out in the middle of the day and you would run a mile and you would be drenched. And then you would have to go back to class because this wasn't after school. This was for gym class. Okay. So, but they didn't, you didn't have the opportunity to shower? No, we didn't have time and we didn't have like the shower facilities. Oh my gosh, no. So then you're like, 
so sweaty. Your makeup. You just feel gross. This is in the era of perms. <laughs> oh my God. Please so, come to our page, Midlife State of Mind Podcast, on Facebook or Instagram. Tell us if you've ever had a perm. <laughs> I got to know. Ha- have how you many ever had a perm? I have had a perm. How okay. many of you have had a perm out there? We want to know. Yeah. Do you know I used to give perms to my friends when I was a teenager? No way. Yes. Oh my God. Those little, um, those little spongy. I was, oh, I was always afraid to get like the home perm. I used to see the commercials. Everybody saw the commercials. Oh my gosh, honey. I could have given you a perm back in the day. Listen, I was always afraid my hair was going to fall off. Oh yeah, it would a little bit, but that's okay. We (laughs) cut those frayed ends off. I used to give haircuts to my friends, which I mean, I was not, you know, a licensed cosmetologist at 14, but I was like, oh, Clara, I can do this. I can, do th- I can read directions. Sure. Okay. Take the little spongy little in. It would go over the ends sure. to keep them from frying. Right. Roll it up. But sometimes you get a kink. This right. is totally off topic, but I just get a giggle out of it. And then the, it smelled like, oh my God. Like um, you're like, well, perm solution today still smells like something. I don't even think there's perms still around. You can get it. You can still get a perm. You can get a perm you still? You 100% can. Oh gosh. And it would burn your scalp. Uh-huh. And then it would like, you'd have to do it almost outside. Well, I think we've progressed past the point of where the chemicals burn your scalp, but at the same time. All right. Well, I haven't done a perm since 1984, so I don't know. But yeah, so I would pretend that my heart was acting up so I could get out of running the mile. And then I married Jeff and he was like Mr. Workout Guy. So I always went to the gym. So I've always gone to the gym. I go to the gym almost every single day of my life, like, or work out of some way, like some kind of physical activity. It's not even that I have to, it's just, I know I feel better when I actually move my body. Well, I think we all feel better when we're physically active, but, but it's, the point is like, if you're going into a new fitness journey, you want to be conscious of where you are. So you're somebody yeah. who's worked out your whole life. It's there. There are probably very few things at the gym that are unfamiliar to you. Right. So, but what we're talking about in this episode is having realistic expectations, mm-hmm. treating your body with respect, understanding where your body's going to be in midlife versus where it was 20 years ago, uh, or even where it was six months ago. We go through all sorts of things. We've probably had some kids by now. We're, you know, maybe, you know, just re- <laughs> really deep into our career path. So we could be, you know, the things that you do at the gym impact your body in such a different way. Right. At this age. Well, that's why I think the important thing is when you are starting, you know, a new exercise program or embarking on or revisiting an exercise program in midlife is the first thing that you need to do is probably consult a professional and have it le- even if you don't do it for long, but that you get an evaluation and then they help you figure out like you know, what's going to work set for your body and mm-hmm. then help you set up a training, a training plan. You so. need to, you need to, ha- you need to know where you are so that you know how to get, so that you can formulate a plan to get to where, where you, you want to be. be. That's yeah, right. Definitely. So but, yeah. So let's talk to Alex. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to midlife state of mind. I'm your host, Alicia Jessness. And I'm Erin Beadle. So today we have a really special guest on the show. Her name is Alex Wilson, and she's a personal trainer and personal uh, personal conditioning coach. And so her specialty is actually working with women in midlife. She is um, she coaches at the gym. She does online training. 
Um, and so today what we're going to talk about is working with our bodies at the gym, working yeah. within our capacity, challenging ourselves, of course, but we're going to talk about how to keep it healthy, the do's and don'ts, kind of a working with your body and your Yeah, place. especially your midlife body. So like how that changes from your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. Um, so definitely, um, I'm sure that she can give us some great, you know, insight into different um, age brackets. So, um, well, welcome to the show, Alex. We're so excited to have you. Thank um, you. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Well, so the first question that we have um, is, in your opinion, what is the biggest mistake that women in midlife make when they begin working out? Like, is there, like, something that you see over and over in your own experience with your own clients? Yeah. So I would say that probably one of the biggest, I mean, there's several, but one of the biggest things is setting unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if maybe you worked out when you were younger and you haven't done it in 10 or 12 years, you want, you know, we all like things to happen immediately overnight. We want to be good at something right away. We want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks and, you know, like the TV shows show you and all those things. So I think for a lot of women, they come in um, with certain expectations. And in most of my first initial meetings with uh, clients, uh, that's one of the things we talk about first is what, what are you expecting? And then I sort of try to manage if I need to what like those manage expectations, expectations are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to point out too, because I think everybody has a pretty unique expectation. Um, Some people may, you know, come to you for weight loss. Other people may come to you for specific strength training. Other people may come to you because they want to tone up or, you know, even work on muscle definition. And so it's, it's a unique experience for everybody. Um, That's exactly right. And, And when you're, when you're, you know, going to a trainer or a class or whatever, going in, knowing what, what it is you're trying to get out of it, is really important. Yeah. So basically you find out like what their goal is and then, and then if they're like, Oh, well I want to be like a size two again, then you basically help them set a realistic expectation for time. Like I think anyone can probably, and you probably can be the better judge of this, but you can probably achieve anything. It's just that you have to have a realistic time frame, right? And not just time frame, but you have to be realistic about what your life is, right? I mean, if you're working a, you know, 40 to 60 hour week job and you still have teenagers at home, you know, is, you know, that, you know, physique or whatever is the, the amount of work, is that realistic? And is it worth it? You know, mm-hmm. so at some point, you know, you have to say, you also have to say, I have pizza night with my kids on every Friday night, you know, well, in order to get to a size two, like the, the girls that you see that go up on stage, uh, you don't have pizza night, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's, there's a pros and cons. And then you have to sort of say, okay, this is what this requires. Is that what you want to do? And most of the time women sort of get settled in themselves once they realize, you know, they're, they're good. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with you and let's start here and this is realistic. There's a lot of women that come in and they, they have a number in their head on the scale of when I was 18, I weighed 112 pounds. Right. And that's one of the biggest things that that's really hard to get out of women's heads is that your body's different than it was when it was 18. You know, you have probably more muscle mass, you have more bone density than you did back then. You've had a couple of babies. Right. So 
getting that number out of your head is one of the first things I think um, for me that is important because you might love the way you look in six months to a year and it's a totally different number than what you thought it was going to be. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. And I can attest to that. I went through a weight loss journey where I lost over a hundred pounds and the that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It was a long journey, but, um, so, and I remember thinking in my head where I wanted to be weight wise, but then actually being happy, happier, like pretty satisfied with my body way before I hit that weight. Right. I and was, that's exactly right. Yep. I was happier about the the feeling that I had and just how I just, it became so much bigger than just the number on the scale and became so much more about like my psychological health and how I felt about my body and looking at my body as this amazing, incredible thing that has taken me through at this point, 45 years of life that has birthed a baby that has walked marathons that has cared for people and updating, you know, um, <laughs> that where, you know, you, I've taken care of people and I've managed to, to, it, it's so much more than just the number on the scale. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And that's what I, that's what I, it doesn't, you know, I can't, you have to meet people where they are. So a lot of times they have these specific numbers in their head when they walk in the door, in the door, and I'm not going to get that them to change their mind immediately, but I hope that through the process the fact that they did something that they did, they weren't able to do when they first started is that's a that's a great feeling right to feel strong and to feel like you can do certain things with your body and you feel you wake up in the morning you feel good and not hurting right and you yes. that usually 9 times out of 10 that's really enough and and women cuz a lot of times women this age it, you guys know and I'm I'm about to turn 50 you know, life is hard and we are very hard on ourselves as women. And I've, I've, I've told my friends, I hope it's a generational thing. I hope we raise our daughters differently to be kinder to themselves. Oh and God, preach about more, that. <laughs> yeah. More grace. Yeah. So, um, but every, almost every woman that walks in my door in midlife is, and I don't want to say the word broken, but just is very apologetic about where they are and all the things they can't do. Yes. And, I believe, it, I, mean, I believe that a hundred percent. I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. And on the verge of tears, a lot of times when they're telling me these things. Right. And so my goal, I mean, they have a goal in their head, but I sort of have a goal in my head, you know, as sure. we're talking and I kind of know what the, cause I've been through it myself, ups and downs and all the things and everything. And so keeping them, you know, in a, in a realistic frame of mind through the process is really what the big goal in is. And like you said, you get to a point where you're like, wait a minute, this isn't the number that I thought it was, but I'm really happy with me, you know? Well, I was going to say, so it's not just, so it's, um, you know, you're a personal trainer, a strength and conditioning coach, but you're all, you also become almost like, and I know it's not within the scope of your practice, but it's almost like a therapist then like where you're like working on mind, body, and spirit almost like you're kind of like, um, I'm sure that people, it's like they come to you thinking like, Oh, I just want to lose 20 pounds or I want to get more flexible or I want to get stronger. But it sounds like what you're saying is it is so much more than that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I don't, when I first started doing this, I don't think I realized that it was going to be like that. And then, you know, you spend a lot of sort of intimate time with a person or persons and you get to know them and they get to know you and 
um, you know, it's, it's a good trainer is going to start off a session going, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I need to know what's going on today? Because, you know, if you, um, sorry, I had a phone call. Um, if you have, um, you know, if you've had a hard day, you know, whether it's with your kids or with your diet or whatever at work, that's going to affect how you work out, right? Today might not be the day that I push you, or maybe you had a super stressful day and a really hard workout is exactly what you needed. So in the context of all that, you get to know a person. And yeah, I think my goal after every session is that you walk out feeling uh, better, not just physically, but, but psychologically. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can attest to that again, personally, just the, the coaches that I got to know, um, I started my weight loss journey a little bit before a boot camp, but not much. And then I went through a boot camp and I'll tell you the coaches that I had in boot camp, two of them are two of the closest friends I have in my life right now because it is such an intimate experience. You, yep. I mean, you connect with those people in a way that is so unique and so personal. Um, well, it's interesting also that you said that about like when somebody comes to you and you're the first thing you ask them is like, how was your day? How are you feeling? And we were talking in an earlier episode about um, meeting your energy, like, like the demands that you place on your energy should be really in should be based on what your energy level is rather than the inverse, rather than saying like, I have to put, you know, I have all these demands and I have to make my energy meet it. So you're doing that. Then you're basically like when somebody comes into you, you're looking at their emotional, physical, mental energy. And then you're, you're basically accommodating what you expect out of them that day based on where they're at. So that's absolutely Absolutely. And I think if you don't do that, especially, you know, if it's, if I'm training a 22 or a 16 year old or whatever, you know, they, they can handle it and they're resilient. And I do train that age group. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's different, right? We, we, there, we're not as resilient. We have, you know, different muscles and tissues and joints and all those kinds of things and different types of stress than they have. Not that it's, you know, they don't have stress, they do, but it's different. And, um, you know, I'm and it wears on your fact. body. It wears on your body heavier the older we get. Mm-hmm. It does. And so, you know, it, 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 I very much believe that it increases your risk of injury. If I'm just going to say, this is what's on the agenda and this is what you have to do. I, I don't, I think that's a like, kind of a lazy way to train people. Absolutely. So what is the one thing that most people can do immediately to improve their workout results? I think where you're talking about definitely gauging your energy, like that's the first thing you can do, but, but what is something you can do in every workout, like immediately to improve your results for someone after 40? Yeah. So practically speaking, it's sort of, it's connected to what we've been talking about, but I really think that, you know, when you're younger, warming up isn't that you know it's really you know you can get away with not warming up right. as you get older you a warm up is really important because not just because it warms up your body for what you're about to do you know it decreases your risk of pulling something right of tearing something or injuring something but it's also a great time to sort of assess how am i feeling today right, right. oh that i that like you know i've been going through my work day and it's one thing but you you guys know as you start moving around you feel something you didn't necessarily feel and you're like okay that's a little off Maybe I need to either lean into that or back off of that. I was thinking I was going to do squats today or I was going to do, 
you know, um, lunges or I was going to do, you know, push-ups, you know, to failure. And, and now I'm feeling something in my shoulder today and I probably need to take the day off. So your warm-up should, in my opinion, at our age, should be not just a warm-up, getting your blood flowing, getting your muscles moving, but also sort of a mini little assessment. How am I feeling? And is what I was thinking I was going to do today the best thing to go ahead and do? So like a temperature gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yep. taking your temperature, you're like, huh, okay, let me see. Am I, am I running hot? Am I running cold? Um, well, so the next question then would be because you, that's the one thing that everyone could do to improve their workout, but what are some key no-nos or like things that we should not be doing maybe in midlife? So, um, you know, it really is such an individual thing, but I will, I mean, I'll give you some general sort of thoughts that I have on that. You know, yeah. like I, I would have to look at a person and go, I feel like this is not a good thing for you, but that's different for everybody because, and also because we all age differently. I mean, we all know the, you know, 65 year old who is like, how is that possible? You know, you, that you can do things that certain 30 year olds can't. Right? right. But generally speaking, again, our muscles are different. Our tissues are different. Our joints are different. Um, and so, you know, some of the things like heavy barbell overhead, as many reps as possible, as fast as possible. I'm not a big fan of that at our age. I don't think we should be, you know, sitting, standing next to 25 year olds competing with them to do that, <laughs> something like that. You know, that's our shoulders are not their shoulders anymore. Mm-hmm. I wish they were, I would love it, but they're not. And so, you know, you really kind of need to do uh, you know, risk reward of is, do I love this enough to risk not being able to move my shoulder and needing surgery, you know, and recovering for nine months. Um, right. so and that I, I'm, I think that's such a, such an important point that you're making is that when you're, when you enter midlife and you, so we have expectations when we walk into the gym, we have expectations, we have things that we know that or that we think, not that we know, that we think we want to achieve and we think we want to be able to do. But like you said, standing next to a 25-year-old and trying to perform in a way that they're performing and you're 45 or 50 years old, it's never going to happen unless that's the only thing in your life. Right. And I mean, uh, there are exceptions to the rule, but but for most of us, and this includes myself, and I consider myself pretty strong and, you know, pretty fit and agile and all those things, but um, for the majority of us, we're not going to compete with that 25 year old and we need to kind of be okay with that. And if we, t- I, you know, I have a client right now and she's in her fifties and she used to do, you know, all the things that we're talking about, you know, hard and heavy and fast and things. And she said, she just got scared a couple of times. And I said, well, that's your body telling you something, right? You it, shouldn't be doing com- this. Right. You need <laughs> yes. To be right. It's time to, it's time to like find another thing that, that is still going to get your heart rate up. You're still going to get an endorphin rush. You're still going to get all those things. You're still going to get stronger, but we're not going to risk major injury. Um, so things well, like these you... overhead things. And and then like, I'm not a huge fan of back squats as we get older. I'm not a huge fan of them anyway, but I mean, especially as we get older. Yeah. Just because of knees. Um, is that really why? Uh, it's not just knees. I mean, squats, you know, whether you're doing a back squat or, 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 you know, a goblet squat with a kettlebell or whatever, you know, you're bending your knees. It's not that. It's, it's the compression on your spine when you're okay. barbell loading a, a squat. I'm a fan of squats. I'm just not a fan of loading a heavy barbell on your and back. And it on your um, back. Okay. Yep. 
yeah. I, I've also um, been told by a physical therapist that it can um, increase risk for it can um, accelerate degenerative disc disease. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It yeah. definitely can. Yeah, and I guess I, I was again. Gonna, go ahead. Sorry. It, it's okay. I was going to say, and again, it's I'm not. It's not that I'm anti um, squats. You sure. can do a trap bar deadlift squat, which is a hybrid sort of squat. It feels like a squat, but you're not loading the weight on your back. There's lots of ways to do, to accomplish the the important thing that is a squat without loading your back like that. Right. So you're getting the same action for the muscles and benefit. but in the same benefit but in a in a way I, it's interesting I wanted to ask you since you said that about squats specifically I was talking to somebody and I can't remember who it was um because I have a, a like a left knee that just you know has some arthritis and like squats are just not my my friend so I do a lot of um recline is it called like reclined um where you load the plates and you're laying yep. you know down yep. I forget what it's called yep. but um but is that somebody was telling me that there's like a kind of squat machine where it's like it goes around your waist have you ever heard of that yes I do know what you're talking about yeah there's a couple of options of those ones that like a flywheel I would love one for my studio but they're very expensive um and yeah those are great um because you're not uh, putting it on your shoulders, basically, right. and it's like so. But you're still getting the weight. Um, I haven't seen one. Um, I just go to like a a box chain, um, you know, fitness um, gym. Um, yeah. And I haven't ever seen one of those. But somebody was telling me about that, and I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like because then you're, it doesn't put the weight on your spine. It doesn't. It's not as hard on your knees. Um, so yeah. Right. Right. And I have that same issue too with, with one of my needs. And, um, there's a good, again, a good trainer is going to know how to kind of work around that and still give you the benefit without aggravating it. Well, it's, I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist. And so like when I work with, um, with private clients and even just in classes, I mean, there's lots of poses that you can do that it's going to get the same benefit and the same action to the muscle, but it's going to be either like get, getting on your back and doing it, or instead of like, if you're putting weight, you know, like say a pigeon or something, um, you know, that you're going to cause, you know, issues for your knee or what have you. So there's so many ways to skin a cat basically there's you know? always a modification there's always a modification yeah that's exactly right and it's the same with strength training i mean again you can do the same motion whether it's on your back or on your side or on your you know like there's there you can elevate a foot you, i mean there's lots of things you can do so it's the same with yoga whereas as strength training in terms of like you said there's a lot of ways to skin a cat yeah all right. So our final question for you, Alex, is what's the number one thing you tell women over 40 about taking care of their bodies and working out? So I normally like to tell them to have, well, I, I talked about having um, realistic expectations, number one. And two, I, I like them to find something that they enjoy, whether it's, it may not be me, it might, right? Working with a personal trainer might not be their thing. It might be Pilates or it might be Zumba or it might be whatever, but, and, but, but finding your thing. And, you know, for most people, if they haven't worked out their all their entire lives, or even if they were, you know, an athlete when they were younger or, or, but now they're starting back up again, again, giving yourself a little bit of grace, realizing that if it's been a long time, 
it's not that fun when you first start out, right? It may, <laughs> oh it may God, be, not. it may be a little <laughs> bit harder. It may be a little painful and just like always remember that something is better than nothing. Right. A lot of times people get in trouble because they try to go so hard so fast because they're so motivated and they're just, yeah. they're going to give it their all and then they can't move the next day. Right. But and then they're like, marathon. well, this... it's not a sprint. Yep. That's exactly right. So small steps, give yourself some grace. If you miss a workout, okay, that's fine. That happens. Life happens. So then you go to the next one, right? But don't throw in the towel and, and give yourself an opportunity to try different types of exercise. Um, because being with a strength personal trainer may not be your thing. It might be something else. I love that. And I love that you say, I mean, like all of the things that you like, just, you know, that when you're talking, you're, you're not even saying like, you know, like, you're not even saying like, work out, work out. You're saying like, find your thing that gets you, your body moving, have realistic expectations for yourself, you know, start slow. Any, anything is better than nothing with working, you know, with moving your body. Um, so I love that, that you, you take it from a, an approach of, you're not like, we're going to get you to squat 250 pounds or something. And also I yeah. think it's important that you pointed out, you have to find something that you enjoy because yeah. forcing yourself, so we started out this this uh, series, this physical health over forty series, um, by talking about not forcing it. Just where at when you reach the stage of midlife, y- you should be at a point where you're not forcing things. And yeah. so, don't force yourself to go to the gym five days a week with a personal trainer doing strength training if you absolutely hate it. Try yoga. Try Pilates. Try Zumba. Try you know line dancing. Go classes. walk. Go walk your neighborhood or right. whatever it is that gets you moving. But don't don't force yourself into a program that you hate just because you're looking for a specific result. There's so many ways to yeah. to get results. Yeah. When it or because you think results. you have to, right? right. Because right. everybody that's what everybody else is doing. And like 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 you said, Aaron, uh, walking is one of the best forms of exercise. I mean, it's very underrated, but it's fantastic. And it's one of the things I, I ask my clients to do on when they don't come to me. And it's super easy. Anybody can do it. I was going to say, anyone can do it. All you need is a pair of um, shoes. That's how I lost <laughs> That's my it. first 50. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and, and the, the key to, to, you know, getting results is it's really c- consistency. And so mm-hmm. you have to figure out what you're going to do consistently. If you hate something, you're not going to do it consistently, right? Right. That's right. Exactly. Well, tell us, tell our listeners, tell us and tell our listeners how they can connect with you. So I have a website. um, It's at um, alexwilsonfitness.com. I'm also on Facebook, same thing, Alex Wilson Fitness, and I'm on Instagram as well, Alex Wilson Fitness. So you can message me, you can call me, my phone number's on there, my email address. Okay. So all those different ways. Awesome. Well, we are so appreciative of you coming on and sharing your expertise, taking the time to share, you know, with our listeners. Um, It's really great to hear from someone who's, you know, spent a good bit of time working with women in this stage of life and hearing your take on it and that it's like, you know, it's like a, it seems like a very whole a holistic approach, you know, it's like, not just, you know, like, we're going to get you to, you know, be this super strong, you know, person. It's like, how can you just move your body and and live more comfortably in your body? Yeah, I love this age group, because I am in this age group. I I told you guys, I train younger people too. I train athletes and, and all different kinds. But I like this age group, because I feel like, um, 
I, I can I can relate and I yeah. can really make people feel better about themselves, which yeah. is not, there's not a better feeling. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us thank on the show you. today. We really appreciate it. We've really enjoyed your input and I'm sure that our listeners will too. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.